Never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital of less than 12 farms. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. I'm your host, Cheyenne, and I'm joined by Brody. Hello, everybody. Thank you all so much for being here and listening. We are bringing you another three episodes of Star Wars Visions. Um, All well aware that I am quite behind in Star Wars content, so we're kind of making up for lost time. <laughs> um, so we did episodes four through six in this little chunk. And before we get started on like the content, I wanted to bring something up here that I really thought of earlier today about my anime podcast. Um, but I was like, you know, while we're covering Visions, it's probably important to bring up here too. It's something so interesting about being an international fan of stuff in another language. And I'm sure other people in other countries also kind of think similarly in this way of like, you don't understand what they're saying. I watch anime and sub and dub. Um, but I also listen to K-pop. And I was mostly thinking about this in reference to K-pop when I thought of this topic. But it's like, you have no idea what they're saying. So you put on subtitles or you look up the translation and stuff. And it will, when you do finally understand like the meaning behind something, you start to appreciate it a little bit more. Um, and you start to just kind of take this whole deep dive, whether that's into the culture or into just the entertainment products that they produce. Um, so it's just like a really cool journey, I feel like, that I've been on. And I know that you are also on a similar journey of in indulging in um, entertainment from other countries. Uh, and I just would highly recommend it to anybody because especially like growing up the way that I did and then becoming the adult that I am and seeing how vastly different I am, um, especially in reference to understanding other cultures, it is incredible it is like heartwarming to know that i've become this person um and i can't act like anime and k-pop haven't done that haven't been a part of that for me there's been so many more like other things that are important um like the black lives matter movement and being a part of the lgbt community it's obviously like those things start to shape you um especially with how intensely they matter um but something also as simple as finding a new fandom to be a part of is very fascinating to me. And I think that we shouldn't take it for granted, I guess, you know? Um, so I was just thinking about that and I was like, I feel like other fans should hear these thoughts because it's valid. Um, so let's just jump right in, Brody. I want to talk about episode four, uh, The Village Bride. It's the first one in this little snippet that we've watched. It's a, it was produced by Kinema Citrus. I probably Citrus. I probably said that wrong. Uh, Kinema Citrus, Kinema. I think. Um, and you have like all cinema. of their yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you have not their, all of, but I have a couple highlights. Okay, bring it on. So, uh. Kinema Citrus are the minds behind Made in Abyss, which I heard is a very popular okay. uh, movie. Yeah, it's like it. about like some like I just know that there's like a girl that looks like a bunny in yeah. it, but she was like transformed into it, and the other person who was gonna be a bunny got like turned into a gross monster or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh rip. <laughs> um, Code Breaker is mm-hmm. one of the 
things that they produce uh, code uh, colon breaker. <laughs> and then uh, I think it's pronounced Hijipio or Higepio. It's like oh. these little yellow chicken dudes. <laughs> and they're like these funny little yellow chicken dudes and yeah. they look really cute. And I'm pretty sure I've seen their merch and stuff before. At like like a long time ago, so who who yeah. who knows? There might be some real fans of it out there. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about their animation style. There, <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's definitely not the worst. Uh, it's mostly I would say it's kind of up there with just like general modern anime style animation. I I really like the thick lines of it because it kind of gives like. I don't know. Each character seems really cute. Like, I just like all the characters. Just like, oh, they're so cute and attractive. Just like, oh, these little characters. I love them. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I really liked this storyline. Um, it's so weird to watch a storyline that you can tell has so much more to it, but you only get 20 minutes of it. Yes. Uh, there's so much more happening behind what they created here um which is cool so this episode uh opens opens in a wide landscape um and they're basically just like in this on this like god how to almost like a nature preserve of a planet like everything is so <laughs> naturally beautiful um and we meet f is the main character um mm -hmm. and she is like masked and hooded and you can only assume that she's probably the Jedi of the story. <laughs> um, and possibly. Then, possibly. We have no idea. And then her mentor of sorts, uh, Valco. And they're just kind of in the woods. Uh, and then we also meet the bride, who's also the main ah, character of the story. My fell off. Oh, no. <laughs> the whole thing. I'm leaving it in. That was funny. Um, no, no, no. Leave it in. I'm just going to mute myself while you're attaching it. So um, okay, make make good solo commentary. Go. I'll try. Um, so they meet. Or they don't meet. Uh, we see the bride and in theory the groom. <laughs> uh, she is the main character also in a way. Her name's Haru. And Asu is the boy, and they are, like, hiking up a mountain, and that we just get this, like, really genuinely sweet moment, and he's like, we can't have a bride on her feet um, on the way to her wedding. And it's just adorable, but then they do something wild, and, like, God, what's, it's like, not a prayer, <laughs> um, but just this phrase, basically, this mantra, and they say- Like, like a hymn. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Maj Magina? Magina, you may rise. May you rise. Um, and it's just the Valco, I think, says something about like they have such an attachment to nature and natural things. Uh, so it can you can only assume, I, I would say loosely, that Magina is their force, um, their version of the force, just like uh, like what is it, Ashla and stuff like that from different areas and different. Or life wind. Life wind. Where's life wind from? That's the Zepho from <gasps> oh, okay. the um, 
from Jedi Fallen Order. Interesting. So here's what I mean, too, yeah. when I say, uh, like, these stories, these short snippets that we get to see have so much more behind them. Because uh, Valko says something about their the planet having memories. And we get to see, like, these cute little water memories of Asu and Haruro's kids. Um, but then, like, the rocks start to crumble and, like, it's a little wild. And we don't get any more information about any of that. Um, but it's fine. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. Uh, it is also one of the moments I think where we get to see F's Padawan braid kind of more obviously. Uh, I didn't notice it until that scene. And then they also talk about the separatist stripping of them of their resources. So that puts us in a spot in the timeline. And then they mentioned these enemies called the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders reprogram. There's a lot of Raiders in uh, Star Wars Visions. It's yeah. just like every other villain other than like a Sith feels like a Raider. Yeah, they're just this mob of gonna come up in your business and destroy some stuff. Uh, and they reprogram the battle droids that the Separatists left there because obviously the Separatists just destroy things and then leave. Um, and then they show back up. Yay! We love that. Uh, unfair of them to show up in a YT, basically a Falcon, because rude. Don't make it an enemy ship. I understand that it shouldn't, or that it is a widely produced vehicle. But also, hey, <laughs> it's a good guy ship in my brain. <laughs> I think it looks more like Dash Rendar's ship. I, I can't remember Dash what uh ship looks like. Do you know Dash Rendar? I think so. <laughs> he was like the main character that you played as in uh, the Shadows of the Empire game. I have never played that game. What was the name so of the ship? The answer is no. The Outrider. It, it was like the same class of ship. Uh, ooh, whoa. I like that. That w- I went through some uh, The same kind of class <laughs> ship appears. The other one appears in, uh, that ship appears in Rebels. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, kind of. It's like. This is the one in Rebels. That I was see. like that what does look they very similar. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's the same uh, model and make as as that one. Give that or take a couple little bits and dials. That makes more sense then. Um, let me make sure that I have this properly pulled up because I sure don't right now. <laughs> um. Okay. So they confront the Raiders. Uh. Well, really. F confronts the Raiders. Uh, but Haru's sister... God, I need to, like, rewind. Rewinding to this dinner that they're having, and Valko and F are there, and they're just kind of witnessing everything. Haru's sister sits up, and it's just like, well, we're ready to fight them. And it's very, like, reminiscent of how rebellions even be- start to begin with. Somebody feels very passionate. Somebody has had something, like, invade their life, and they're ready to go for it. Um, and then somebody else, Haru being that somebody else in this situation, is there to be like, mm, not right now. We got it handled. And then it doesn't matter anyways, because bad guys are bad guys. And they come for them regardless. So then it's sad for a little bit, and F steps in and is freaking awesome. Also, she's in heels. She's in heels this whole time. We didn't know. She's hiking. She's fighting bad guys. And she's been in heels this whole time. <laughs> I was shook. It's like 
it's like in Jurassic World when it's like the woman she's running away from the uh, T Rex in high heels, and it's yeah. just like, what a move! What a move! <laughs> Literally, you never know, and then she just crushes it, and you get like one glimpse of them. Uh, my favorite scene, I think, in this whole thing is the explosion scene. It was kind of dope. I really liked it. <laughs> um, and that's really it for Wait, me. As which, far as which explosion? The 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 like earthquakey one. I don't think so. The they I had. Th- the, I thought you meant like what earthquakey one? Like like when the when they looked in the distance and it was like the planet's memories and like the <gasps> mountain like jumped up and then everything crashed around it. That was cool. Not that no, explosion. The, the one where F is facing off with Izuma, I think is his name. Izuma. Yeah. Um, and they found the detonator or whatever, and then the detonator went off. That one was cool. Yes, it like started to like yeah, shatter things cool. and all the battle droids started falling over. That one was fun. Um, a classic. Oh, no, reference. that was it. Wasn't the detonator that did it? It was Valco's helmet. He like threw it. From yeah, where he was. and it went, and they all surrounded it. It was like, what is this? And then it started spewing smokes. Yeah, perfect. Um, that's all I have as far as the content of that one. Kind of like in summary, and also my favorite scene. Do you have a favorite scene from that one? Honestly, I just like the uh, the memories part. Where they're just like they touch the the obelisk of sorts and just like see everything change around them. It's like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I had that power. Yeah, like, I feel like that really would look awesome. really cool to look back. It was really awesome, and um, and, and you could see them as kids and say, like, oh, yeah. I do have, ooh, I do have some voice actor things. Uh, so <laughs> for I love going over voice actor stuff. So for F. F was voiced by, first of all, in dub, she was voiced by Karen Fukuhara, which is, uh, oh my god, what is her name? Katana in Suicide Squad. And oh, she also okay. voices Glimmer in She-Ra, and I really love her, and I got to meet her at Dragon Con. She was really nice. Oh, cute. Yeah, so she voices F in dub, but in sub, she's voiced by Asami Seto, who is in a lot of things, things that haven't even aired yet. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I will have to... I haven't seen a lot of these. She's in Scarlet Nexus. She's also in... Uh, she voices Nobara in Jujutsu Kaisen. So we, we know we love her. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and then she voices Higuchi in Bungo Stray Dogs, which I haven't watched yet, uh, but it's on the list. There's so many things on the list, you know? She also voices mm-hmm. a senpai in Gambari Dukchan. Um... There's literally so many on here. Those are just the first ones that I recognize. Uh, she's also in Assassin's Pride and Isekai Quartet. I think that's it that I would recognize. I haven't seen all of those. All oh, right. she's in Overlord 3, too. Anyways. Oh, okay. Uh, Valko's voice actor is Takaya Kamikawa. Known for things that I haven't seen yet. Uh, he is in a... <laughs> Uh, he's in a movie called Owl's Castle, not Howl's Moving Castle. So. Owl's Castle? Yeah. <laughs> Owl's Moving Castle. <laughs> and then The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, which I think is also a Miyazaki film. I might be wrong. Uh, so that's fun. Oh, voice is Vaughn. Just kidding. Not Falco. Unless I got his name wrong. I don't know. Uh, and then Izuma... The bad guy, voice actor, Yoshimitsu Shimoyama. Been in lots of things that I can't pronounce, and I'm so sorry in advance for that. Uh, They're very 
I think they're all Power Rangers movies of oh, some really? sort. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, uh. And then also in Made in Abyss, um, also in Legend of Galactic Heroes and Vinland Saga and Final Fantasy and Gintama. So in lots of things. And Naruto Shippuden, which I haven't watched yet either. Hmm. I wonder if that's how they got him because he was in uh, Made in Abyss as well. They were like, hey, you want to do a Star Wars thing? And he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably were like, let's just search the teams. And then I don't even remember who this voice actor is, who the voice actor plays, but huh. they're on my list. So I'm going to say it because they also have anime that I actually recognize. So Maria Ise is in Hunter x Hunter and Demon Slayer, um, amongst other things. Also JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, One Piece. All right. My Hero, World Heroes Mission. She voices uh, a really cool character that I really love from World Heroes Mission, but I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to move forward. <laughs> but that's it for that episode. If I could get back to where I was before. The next one. Episode 5 is called The Ninth Jedi. The daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces on a dangerous mission. She, Her mission was not dangerous until halfway through the episode, just to clarify. <laughs> uh, this one was produced by Production IG. What do you have for them? Have you heard of them before? No. That's strange, because they made Haikyuu. Mm. I did not know that. Uh, they've also done Attack on Titan. <gasps> Uh, Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. Whoops. And um, I wrote too many in captions because <laughs> as I went down the list, it was like several pages of like well-known, well-renowned stuff. Oh my god. I was like, oh my god. I am a that's, horrible anime. That's a lot of... It's like, that's a lot of shows. Dang. Okay, well, cool. I love that they did Attack on Titan. That does... It makes some sense for this one. I think that this one's storyline was my favorite of these three. Um, it does have an 8.6 stars on IMDb. So, and I think it's like one yeah, of the top ranked I think amongst. That's what, I think everyone said that that was their favorite other than the duel. I yeah. think everyone really liked the duel, but then the ninth Jedi, a lot yeah, of people I think say it is the best. One of the highest. It is really good. I, again, I would say all, really all of these have, except for maybe Toby. <laughs> Um, but Toby has some, but like all of these have a background that we obviously don't get to get into. So this one really just contains like some sus message that people got across <laughs> the galaxy. And they were like, Hey, all these Jedi come together if you want. Shh, maybe, I don't know. All the other Jedi are dead. So maybe reveal yourself, see what happens. And they do. They straight up do. They come and gather together. And on the back of said messenger, there's a symbol that looks like a Temple Guardian symbol, but also somewhat looks like Fulcrum symbol. And I don't know if it's either one of those. Just like a hybrid? Yeah. It was like straight and then a, it looked like a circle and it had the little diamond in the center. I don't know. I think that's like an Old Republic symbol of some kind. Okay, uh, I, didn't, I did not fact check myself. Don't be like me, people. <laughs> let me see. I did not do a gook. Was it? It was this one, right? No. Well, no, no. That's that's the that's the old Republic symbol, but it makes me think it got like like that was like a other version yeah. of it. Yeah, it it felt like it could have been a fulcrum symbol, but I also could have just been reaching. <laughs> um, 
but it also, like I said, felt like a temple guardian symbol. And I would say temple guardian might even be more realistic because later on when there was a, a lightsaber presented, it had the symbol on it as well. And I was like, oh, that would make sense for the guardians to have that. Um, main character stuff. Her name is Kara. She's awesome. Um, I really like her. And I, I mean, I would really pay money to get a lot of any of these um, characters to see them more. But mostly I would like to see her and uh, Ethan as well. Um, her and Ethan create this very minuscule dynamic almost right away as being the youngest ones and the only ones that have uh, good person good person lightsabers have Jedi colored lightsabers because <laughs> um, when she delivers them all of a sudden they all turn red uh, kind of scary it's fine that is that that was a spooky part I was like oh my god like this just got so real um, she is living in the middle of wherever this planet is I don't even know with her dad who is the saber smith La Jima um, and her droid four nines, whom I love. I love four nines. Little, little, little guy. Literally adorable. Um, let me, oh my gosh. Sorry, I just saw a really fun, a fun fact. Uh, let me pull up their voice actors. Do you have any thoughts on this one? I really like the concept of the lightsabers because they're just like the swords in uh, Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, the color depends on how you hold it or like who you are. Right. So it's like when you hold it, the color changes. So it's just like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, this person is, I hate to say it this way, uh, not super, not really irrelevant in this, um, but not one of the major characters. But I do want to say this. So Daisuke... Hirakawa is uh, one of the voice actors in this episode, and right. he's also the official Japanese voice actor for Orlando Bloom. <laughs> huh. That's so fun. I that is really fun. Love that. Okay, now let me get back on my on my life and actually focus. That must be like a nice job. Like you're able to just like an actor does all of the acting and stuff, and you know, you always just get called in. It's like, oh, Orlando did another movie? Cool, that's another paycheck for me, and you just dub yeah. over it. Literally imagine being Orlando Bloom's official voice actor. That's crazy. Um That would be groovy. Okay, let's scroll. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. This person is in literally so much. Okay, this is the narrator for this episode, so I'm gonna skip him too. Bye. Um <laughs> sorry if that was rude of me. Okay. Rodin, one of the Jedi, not Jedi. One of the Sith guys. Yeah. Um, Sith Acolytes, I think, right? Uh, his name is Kazuya Nakai. Literally an icon, for lack of a better word. Um, voices Zoro in One Piece. And if you know anything about me and one my journey with One Piece, is it's Shannon's favorite show in the whole world, and Zoro is her favorite person in the whole world. So... This man lives in my mind at all times. He's also in Yuramichi Onisan, which is very funny, and was in My Hero and Gintama. Yay. And Boruto. So, living his best life, really. And then we have, who is this? 
I'm sorry that I'm not more prepared, but I couldn't pull all of these up at the same time or my computer would have an absolute meltdown. This person no, is you. awesome. So Ethan, um, Ethan is voiced by Hiromu Mineta. Ethan is freaking amazing, but also Hiromu is as well because he voices Yatoro Yagachi in Blue Period, which is a ongoing seasonal anime um, about art. And I know that that doesn't give a great description, um, but it's beautiful. Like animation wise and story wise, it's beautiful. Um, And it's kind of wholesome in like a such a real world kind of way. Like it's still about high schoolers, which Shannon and I like plan a conversation episode around that. Like, but in such a natural way. It's literally about like his journey with art, which I really love. So Hiromu, great. Great work. We love. Yay. (laughs) Great work that we love. I'm just gonna add your voice to like a soundboard and it's just gonna be me talking my head off and then you going, Yay. (laughs) Yeah, just like or just like yeah, yeah. Nice. Or like a oh, thumbs I feel, up yeah. sound. I need like a thumbs nice. up sound. Wait, a thumbs up sound just it doesn't make a <laughs> there's no sound, but it doesn't I make the a button. sound. There's no sound, <laughs> but I, I I gave thumbs up for anyone who was curious. I did. Yeah. That is you real. You just say it. You just say the words thumbs up. Okay. Um we like I said, we stand Ethan. Uh and then Kara Kara for me is the best character in all of this, not only because she's kind of the main character, but she has like no hesitation and no fear. And I love that. It was written so quickly and it's such a short story, but Kara kills it both times. Uh, and then the exit music and visuals and the like lightsaber rock thing. Awesome. Literally incredible. Yes. Last but not least, we have well, maybe what? least. Maybe least. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe least. Last and least. Last and also least. Here's Toby. Series, for sure. Here's Toby. T zero B one. Okay. Science Saru production, which I think was also in the first three. What have they produced? Uh, Science Saru made Devilman Crybaby. Okay. Okay. So it's it's weird when you look at Devilman Crybaby and then look at this because it's like, huh? There's a really like like especially at the Devilman Crybaby run. Yeah, like that's the vibes. first thing I think of when I when I hear Devil Man Cry Baby, <laughs> and then I look at these little guys, and they also made Super Shiro. Okay, and uh, I haven't seen that or heard of that. The, the their their characters are like, hold on, you've <laughs> definitely seen it before. This just okay. lives at all times in your subconscious. <laughs> that's totally fair. I have that a lot. The, these guys. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I can't put it in focus, but... That's all right. I think it's just the brightness that it never translates well over screen. Yeah. It usually... Sometimes it do, does good. It's like this little oh, oh, my God. Maybe I... Have you not seen him? No. I've seen him before. I don't think I've really? seen him before. He's cute. It's got like these characters. <gasps> okay. See, I saw the far right one before when you showed it to me, but I didn't see the first two. Um, oh, okay. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't heard of those. Um, So for this one, it's basically just this quote unquote professor Mitaka um, on Who this- looks kind of like Dr. Light from, uh, from Mega Man. 
Yeah. Um, you don't really get to see his his garbs, his clothes before he stands up out of his floaty chair. Um, I use really really scientific terms here, everybody. Uh, and yes. <laughs> so we we really floaty just believe seat. that he's a professor until further notice, and um, he has a ton of droids uh, that he's built and that are helping him try to figure out how to create life on this planet. We don't know what planet they're on, at least as far as I'm aware. I don't remember what planet they're on. And um, I think it's a really cool experiment and awesome. But uh, he builds Toby, who is like the most sentient droid and is helpful, but is also like, oh, well, I dream of being a Jedi. Um it's interesting to think about the fact that Toby only has knowledge of the Jedi because he has whatever knowledge Mitaka put in him, um, or else he wouldn't be able to help Mitaka at all figure out what's going on. You know, he literally created all these droids, so whatever's in them is made up of his brain. Um, so he did this to himself by making a little Padawan, which seems purposeful by the end of it, to be fair. Um... <laughs> So I heard good <laughs> things about this one, but like good things in the aspect of like how it was going to make me feel, not necessarily story wise, which I could see why um, it is like yeah. a cute little feel good. Um, this planet that they're on, like I mentioned, it feels like Tatooine, but like and this is going to sound so weird, but I couldn't figure out better words to put it. It feels like Tatooine, but like in space. And I know that Tatooine is in space. <laughs> but... <laughs> I know. It hurts your brain for a second. But it's just like white, but everything is the same shape, and there's still moisture evaporators outside. And then it's I just say it's like a very white desert. But is it a desert? Do we know that? Could be. It seems like it should be, considering it, they're trying to figure out how to build like, life there. And, yeah, and moisture evaporators. It could just be a world that was like completely purged, and that's maybe like all dust or something oh, like that. Yeah, like that's all like that's white it. dust or whatever. Because I was just like, maybe it's the animation style throwing me off. It feels like I'm in the Jetsons, but also like not as high tech, and also I'm on Tatooine, but more high tech. I was just racking my brain for no reason. <laughs> so, anyways, one of my best favorite parts is the droid children, um, and then we get our like main goal: Toby wanting to see the galaxy and. Mitaka wanting to bring life to the planet. Uh, my side note for this episode is that the hieroglyphs on the walls are going to be great tattoos. Be great. Oh my I god, yes. As tattoos. They look amazing. Um, <sighs> speaking of these characters, Toby is voiced by Masako Nozawa. She is in so much Dragon Ball content. I cannot That That's Goku, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she's in all of it. I think um, she got, like, the award for, like, voicing one character for the longest time. Like, she, like, her voicing Goku has been, like, the longest role anyone has ever played ever. I wouldn't be surprised. There's so much Dragon Ball content. Um, she's also in Weathering With You, but she's just, like, the fortune teller in that. And But if you haven't seen mm, that, I highly so recommend. So it's, like, not, not long. No, beautiful romance anime, though. Um, so Masako, 10 out of 10. We stand. Uh, Mitaka is voiced by delicious. Tsutomu Isobe, uh, known for Black Lagoon and Monster, also in Scarlet Nexus, Monster? also in Ghost of Tsushima, also in Psycho Pass, which I haven't watched yet, and oh. lots of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, cool. 
we love. There's literally nothing else on there that I recognize. I actually haven't watched Black Lagoon. I've just heard a lot about it. So all of that to say, all of these characters are amazing. And this episode, least amazing. We get to the cool parts <laughs> where Mitaka is revealed to be a Jedi. Uh, it's kind of after Toby kind of screws things up, which is classic for a Padawan. Um, and then he makes a call and an Inquisitor hears him. An Inquisitor we've never seen before, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's like a new design. To, yeah, they didn't try to like make it what we've already seen. And I cried when Mitaka died. I did. Really? Yep. Because I was like, this. I was, I was like, oh darn! But you're over here, like, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> it wasn't that severe, but y'all already know that I'm an emotional person, and mm. to have this feel like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru all over again, it wasn't oh even. And like, I don't mean that in like the significance of it. Obviously, Luke way more significant, but the. The shape, like I said, and the design of the planet that they created, and then to yeah. Mitaka so significant to Toby. Obviously, he literally was his creator. Um, and to make them die, and make him die in a very similar way that they did. And he just survives and is like, well, what do I do now? I literally don't know anything. Um, and then we get to see Mitaka in like Force Ghost form, which is beautiful. Um, visually yeah. and literally. So <laughs> that's literally it. And then I think, huh, well, I say that, and then I always have something else to say. So the little sounds that his body makes when he runs while he's fighting the Inquisitor makes that fight scene way less intense than it's supposed to be, I think. <laughs> because he's just... It, it gives me a lot of, like... It's, it's got, like, Astro Boy vibes <laughs> to me. I get very much, like, Astro Boy energy. Yeah. I wonder if that's what they were going for, because they freaking nailed it if it was. And if they didn't, sorry. If they weren't, I mean. Okay, do you have any last thoughts on Toby? Uh... <laughs> no offense, but it's definitely my least favorite out of all of them. All nine, or yeah. Nine? Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm it's sure like it that's the as well like me. when I rewatched it recently, it was like I completely forgot this, <laughs> like one hundred percent. That's totally fair. I could see why. Um, okay, well then, I think that's literally it for us. I said literally a lot in this episode. Literally, like on my filler words for each episode. Um. Uh, do you have anything else? I know that we are hopefully going to bring you guys a Book of Boba Fett episode soon. Um, I'm going to bring you guys a Bad Batch episode soon. Ooh. More content on the way. Uh, sorry that the Instagram content. isn't updated all the content. time, but please keep up there. That's going to be your best way to get in contact with all of us. Brody, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you could find me at Twitter at... Uh, roadster underscore gaming as well as on twitch with the same with the same handle nice uh you guys can find me at cjerica on instagram or at cjerica 95 on twitter uh also on tiktok but pff, i don't do anything there <laughs> please go follow my anime podcast at nakamino anime underscore podcast on instagram we are also on tiktok but also not posting there right now because shannon is out of the country um so when she gets back hopefully we'll have some more content and when we get more cosplay stuff thank you all so much for enduring this episode with us we a we're not only trying something new as far as organization but b we're literally recording this on december 29th and i want you guys to know that the days between christmas and the new year don't exist they're fake and our brains are also fake and turned off so <sighs> yes this episode was fun and chill but 
mostly chill because no thoughts. Because we really, we really didn't tangent off. We kept this one very straightforward. Yeah. I feel like we need to fill up some of this runtime with some tangents. I don't know. I don't have any tangents for now. I can't. Yeah, has nothing. Any. Has like nothing happened Literally at no all. Thoughts. None. Other than like we watched Book of Boba Fett, but we can't really talk about it this episode because it, it, that's just another episode to exactly. talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Like We're there's like, no mm, there's no mm. point of talking about it now because there there would be no reason to watch it later. I can guarantee that episode's going to be at least an hour long. With all of us on it. Oh yeah, because oh, we're gonna God. with like theorizing and talking about all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, episode was lit. Uh, if you didn't go oh. watch the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, do it now. I got a. Oh. I got a. I got a tangent. Okay, bring it on. I have gotten back into Animal Crossing. <gasps> nice. I am also flattening my island. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just trying to pad out my island. I'm moving stuff around and kind of condensing it because mm-hmm. uh, in the new update, I got. I like made a farm EIO and um I made like a little shed but it just took up so much space and it was very ineffective so what I just wanted to do was hike it back and then I have this big plateau here and I'm just like huh what am I going to do yeah. so that's like what's up next I already have like a micro Japanese style like zen garden Cute. I'm trying to I'm thinking of getting all the glowing mushroom DIYs if you have any that would be grateful I would be grateful for mooching off of you yeah. if not that's okay if I get them I will um, send them your way because the new glowing moss item I just want to make like a bioluminescent hidden beach yes. like you know the hidden beaches mm-hmm. I want to make like a bioluminescent mushroom forest yes like make and and try to cover it up with like some walls or some trees like try to make it a little inconspicuous yeah and then Ooh. once you like I want to make it so you enter through a Mario pipe and then you oh. come out into the little bioluminescent land I love that I love with that a little a waterfall and stuff like oh it's gonna be so nice <laughs> bioluminescent land <laughs> Um, yeah exactly yeah i'm flattening mine i'm trying to make a studio ghibli uh island so i'm just i had i had some snippets of it everywhere and then me and my roommate went to a dream address um because her switch she has a full switch so hers is on the tv um okay you have the light yeah i have light and we went to a dream address and it was just like you know how like everything can be everywhere and it still looks so good and i'm like i don't know how to do that so i've been saving a ton on pinterest and finding a lot of little studio yes uh things pinterest is your greatest wait hold on hold on do you have the happy home paradise dlc no i think i'm gonna get it uh i can't afford it right now but i think i want i i understand when you get the chance definitely get it Mm -hmm. because as you design homes and unlock stuff, once you reach like your 20th commission, mm-hmm. you could actually order the stuff that's on the list of the furniture you use. Oh so you could just get like everything. So many more things. And it's and you could pick what which one you want, like which variation, which way it's customized. They also you have just such cool stuff that you could buy with Pokey. My roommate does have the DLC. Yeah, I watched her play because that you. there's like exclusive stuff there too beautiful plants like i i found like some beautiful like plants that i found i was like oh these are definitely going in the bioluminescent forest heck yeah oh my god i love that um no it's so exciting well there was our little rant i love that there was our little there was our little our little tangent (laughs) we love um 
Don't forget to follow pat us out that our run main time. channel. <laughs> pat out the runtime. At Kessel Run Weekly <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, the Kessel Crew Facebook group. Um, but also feel free to reach out on Twitch to at Dan or Grace at Amadala underscore 716. You can probably find them there on Twitter much easier uh, or Instagram. Thank you all so much for listening, and may the force be with you. Always.